0: you look great and you Um, you can hear me well yeah yeah you can hear me well right everything sound good okay cool video's good yeah i got you good here i'm just checking the meters and everything looks like we're broadcasting right now just want to make sure that it's going so i can record it and we will hop right into it okay there we go well welcome don this official we're live
1: hi thank you
0: thank you for being here and we're going to get down and dirty about drugs, medicine, uh, (laughs) Chinese medicine, alternative medicine, and just talk about the natural way of life. You know, like I said, we were kind of chatting there, um, you know, off camera for a minute about just the current, you know, debate that we're all in as far as the chemical side of life and the pharmaceutical companies that are taking over Mm
1: -hmm. and the
0: natural medicine that is available for everybody. So yeah, just give us a little introduction for yourself, uh, how you got into Chinese medicine and just a little bit of history about yourself.
1: Sure, Um, and thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to be doing this with you. Um, So my name is Dr. Dawn Garrison, and I'm an acupuncturist and herbalist. Um, I actually got into Chinese medicine. Um, Like a lot of people, I went to college for something that was completely unrelated to what I'm actually doing now. I was a theater arts major, and um, I didn't know what I wanted to do after that. And I felt a little lost. And my dad actually offered me um, a chance to do a massage therapy program. So I went through a massage therapy program, actually, at, um, in Nevada City. Awesome. Um, yeah. And I fell in love with it. And I I um, had this teacher who was teaching me Twina. I don't know if you're familiar with that term. Wow. But Twina is basically the medical massage um, aspect of Chinese medicine. And I started learning about the acupressure points. And I started finding out about the theory. And I just started falling in love with it. And it's funny because I, you know, I grew up in Northern California. So I've been exposed to homeopathy and, you know, Western herbs and, you know, there's the Ayurvedic school in Grass Valley and, and all of that for a really long time, kind of did a 180 like a lot of people do. My rebellion was actually going and getting a four-year degree. Um, And then I circle back around and it's interesting because I ended up, deciding to go to acupuncture school without ever having received acupuncture, because I fell in love with the like the theory of it. And then um, it just sort of from there, it's I've just started um, doing a lot of things. I went to school in um, Santa Cruz at five branches. Yeah. Uh And, um, and then I got my doctorate at Emperor's um, in Santa Monica. So that's sort of my my hit background.
0: Beautiful. I love that you just went full force on it too, without having any experience in acupuncture. That's wonderful. Yes. I have uh, experienced that myself going through, you know, just the regular Western system, you know, and I think all of us are experiencing that same thing and getting those empty promises and a lot of um, just backlash and a lot of, unnecessary you know treatments and side effects that a lot of people are experiencing and i think the reign of the pharmaceutical industry is over personally like that's my you know oh i so, hope so, yeah i hope <laughs> right? i don't see
1: that quite yet but i i'm hoping for that so.
0: <laughs> that's that's the vision that i'm holding holding it you know because every day i mean especially we get into you know what's going on with the coronavirus and people yeah. i mean it's always the same you know solution you know so yeah. help us help us break down that a little bit for people and kind of get away from, you know, the chemical side of life? And what what can they do to kind of introduce themselves into something a little bit more natural?
1: So I, this is when people find me. I typically, the patients find me when they're at that place where they've tried everything else and nothing's working for them, you know? And that's, and and it's challenging because the medicine, Chinese medicine is specifically made to be a preventative medicine. Like that's the thing that we don't think about is that this medicine is meant to be preventative which means that you're, you know, you're supposed to get regular treatments so that you don't have all these issues. We don't live in a preventative society. We live in, a, Oh crap. Like I broke my ankle. And so now I'm going to get surgery instead of letting it heal or like I have sciatica and now that I'm going to have them take out my nerve and, you know, so it's this—it's just this reactive thing, and um, and that's what I find a lot of is the challenge. Most patients find me because they're like, "I don't want to have surgery. I think there's a way for me to do this." Um, and the challenge is, most of them are on four or five or six medications, and when it gets to that point, I I can definitely use acupuncture. I can use more of the manual tools, but I can't use herbal medicine. Um, you know, because there is something. It's really interesting. So as an herbalist, I'm taught to um, learn and know about drug-herb interactions. So we're taught like, hey, this particular type of, um, you know, medication will have this type of reaction to this particular type of herb. And so you need to be cautious. You know, something people don't think about is like, for example, ginkgo ginkgo is um a great herb people but it's it's gotten really popular right Mm -hmm. but people don't know that it's actually a blood thinner it's the reason why they put it for memory is because it helps to thin the blood and so you're able to actually think better right yeah but it's a blood thinner. And so I can't tell you how many patients of mine that are, you know, taking blood thinners in addition to the ginkgo and don't even realize it and then have complicated factors. And then the Western medicine blames us herbalists. And it's like, no, that's not. So it, I feel you. It is. Yeah. It, it's an issue for sure.
0: Yeah, I get that all the time, too, even with my own family. Um, you know, I've been. On this path for a long time, and my family's—you know—I'm the black sheep, and I'm just this weird guy doing all this stuff and mm-hmm. talking about detox and herbs. And and my family is very much living the standard American diet, and I love them. And it's you know they they see what I'm doing, and they're curious about it, and they're starting to ask questions. And I and I get to you 100% because I get that same thing. You know, my uncle talk start talking about that same thing, and like, mm-hmm. oh well, I'm on this medication for my blood pressure, and now you know actually I can't have kale because I'm having this other medication, and right. it would interfere. And, Uh, I think it comes down to, you know, simply people's belief systems, right? Mm -hmm. Because they believe that doctor, you know, that, that power um, figure in their life, whatever it is, you know, they're literally giving away their power to that person and trusting them based off of everything. And it goes, you know, it overrides their own, you know, normal processing, right? It's like you get rid of whatever you think is right or wrong. And now you're telling, you know, this other person to do it for you. So that's really um, where I would just want to start with people that are, you know, tapping into this because you know the whole mindset to the alternative medicine or natural medicine is just mm-hmm. you doing this yourself and taking full responsibility rather than going to the doctor at that last minute emergency moment, right?
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And and you know the thing is is that even from a Chinese medicine perspective, herbalism is not again it goes back to that same concept of like preventing. Herbalism is the last. Like source exactly. for medicine, right? Like the way that the way that you're supposed to actually treat first a good doctor. They have all this philosophy about you know who's a good, good doctor. The good doctors are the ones that teach how to live life in harmony yeah. and about how um, to eat properly. And that's where we should be getting the nutrition. And you don't use herbs um, till like you know till you get to that past that point where you know you really need them. And so I think that's interesting too, because most people think it's, it's that continuum, right? So it's like, really, we should be living in harmony with, with the world and, you know, waking up with the sun and going to sleep with the sun and, um, you know, growing our own food and, and being in that type of lifestyle, which is really hard, you know, in the 20th century, right. But, or the 21st century, but then addition, You know, the next step is then, well, when our lifestyle is so out of balance, that's when you put in herbs. But we, we're, we're beyond that here in our culture, (laughs) which is like, oh, beyond that is medication. And then beyond that is surgery, right? And so it's just, it's, it's a really interesting paradigm for sure, because there's not a lot of logic or common sense with it.
0: No, not at all. And you're, you're spot on too. I mean, people that are just getting on board with the natural side of thing. I think there's just a lot of empty promises too with, with the mentality that we have in the Western mindset as far as the quick fix, you know, it's like, like you said, this is more of a maintenance thing. It's more of a preventative, you know, logic than it is this, you know, let's cut it off if there's something wrong with it type of logic. And that's, it's not just one thing that is going to, you know, fix it. And that's, that's the problem with the American, you know, dream or the American consciousness in general is because there is no one pill solution. And Mm -hmm. just, just so, you know, I want to throw it out there. There's, you know, it doesn't work, right? Like that one pill factor just doesn't work. Like if I take that pill and you take the pill, we're going to have completely different experiences. So that's really one thing, like even that theory doesn't work in itself, you know? So you kind of have to exhaust that outlet. And that's why there's so many problems that we have right now in our society, including, you know, the current epidemic and everything. It's just the miscommunication or the misinformation that is keeping people in that darkness that is not allowing them to experience, you know, their true higher consciousness, this true nature, which is available within them it's just this programming and all the, you know, the toxicity created from this Western medical system that is keeping them trapped. You know, um, I, I just want you to give a few people, you know, I know you can't give explicit medical advice so we don't have right. to get into that. Uh, I just want to, you know, so a few tidbits, a little, uh, you know, things for people that are looking for options. I know you mentioned ginkgo earlier in the blood thinner, but just something, you know, that would really help benefit people that are just transitioning.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's a great question. I get this question a lot, actually. Um, you know, the thing is, is that there, this is the thing is that I know I am partial because obviously I'm a Chinese medicine doctor, right? So that means that I love this particular medicine. But I think the thing is, is that there are multiple types of medicine. So really when you fall into and you start looking at things, I have some people say, oh, I tried that and it didn't work for them. The truth is, is that it doesn't always work for everybody. And I think that's important to know. I think that's important to talk about, you know, especially from an alternative perspective too, is that, you know, acupuncture may not be the right fit. Chiropractic may not be the right fit for somebody. ayurvedic medicine may not be the right fit. Massage may not be the right fit. Like looking and kind of finding what's going to tune into you specifically and listening to yourself, um, you know, and I feel like the other thing too, is when you're finding a practitioner I, I really am a big, um, I'm a big supporter of finding other practitioners that like to work with other practitioners, right? Because that mentality is that like, I'm an expert in my field, but that does not mean I'm an expert in like all fields. I'm not capable of doing everything. And so, um mean, nobody is. And, and so when you find a patient that you want to work with, And they're not, you know, that's not the best fit for them. I would do my best to try to find somebody that will be a good fit for them or give them that information. And so I think having that mentality just when you're seeking is really important. You know, whether it's seeking like a spiritual practice or whether you're seeking, you know, a um, you know, a particular type of lifestyle or diet or any of that stuff, it's all so dependent on the person, right? You know, I have some people that like work so well with vegan diet and other people that work so well with like a paleo diet. And like, if you switch them, they would do awful. And so it's really important to find that what's best for you and like really start asking your questions, what you feel good with.
0: Yeah, um, I so. completely agree. Thank you for, for saying that because it's true. There is no you know blanket statement for anybody. And mm-hmm. we all want those answers at the same right. time, though. There is a very unique thing that we all need. And and yes, I completely agree with you. Yeah. And then that's where I've learned to um, not to really prescribe everybody the same thing that I'm doing. You know, a lot of people right. come to me and they want Uh, you know they see me with my energy or my skin or whatever and they're like oh my god how do I do that you look so Mm -hmm. great blah 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 and it's like okay I love this movie and I love this what I'm doing but you're probably not gonna like it or (laughs) get the benefits that I'm getting right now because it's completely different and so everybody has to start where we're there at you're right and so for somebody listening that is just getting started on this path Mm -hmm. how would you um uh, address that? Like, do they need to give themselves like a diagnostic? Should they get a little physical? Um, what's, what's something that can help them kind of steer them towards the direction away from pharmaceuticals and something more natural? Do they need to go straight into acupuncture or, or just kind of follow their intuition as far as what they need to do?
1: Yeah. So that's a great question. Um, and again, it's, it's hard because they, it's easier when I have an actual specific diagnosis of what they want, yeah. then it's a little easier to refer, but in just yeah. in general, um, I would say look for, there's a couple of different practitioners that you can look for. One, an acupuncturist, obviously impartial, but um, most acupuncturists are good at giving you a um, specific type of diagnosis. Again, it's from um, our particular model of theory and understanding in medicine. Um, but that approach can be really helpful. Um, another person would be um, a functional medicine if you're wanting, if you know, if you're quite not ready to to go completely out of the MD realm. That's a really good in-between space as a functional medicine practitioner because what they'll do is they'll still do labs, they'll still do blood work, um, but they will also help to treat the actual underlying issues, which is amazing. I love functional medicine um, because they will give you, you know, prescriptions. They will help your vi- like, regulate the vitamins, and there is amazing things that happen when you're able to actually start regulating those hormones. So that's a really great way to do it. Um homeopathy is also a wonderful way too for people, especially for those people that are really sensitive. I mean, I have patients that I can't give herbs to because they're so sensitive. And so yeah. homeopathy is actually a great option for them. Um, you know, so finding out sort of where you are on that spectrum can be really helpful too. And like I said, keeping an um keeping an open mind with it. Um, the biggest place to start, in my opinion, is diet. Um, looking everything. at your diet and, and, you know, I always have a few things that I, I just try to eliminate in general, even for most people, which is one soda, yeah. right? If you can cut soda out, oh my goodness, so many health benefits, right? Yeah. Especially if it's diet soda, <laughs> but like cutting soda out. Um, that's huge. Cutting, you know, or cutting back alcohol. That's a really big one too, right? Um, cutting back processed sugars, if you can cut back processed sugars, you know, I like to transition people into doing different alternate alternatives. So like, you know, stevia is great. Um, coconut sugar, if you like to bake, that's a good one because it doesn't have that same like glycemic um, spike with like sugar. Um, you know, cutting out any processed, um, you know, highly processed foods, making sure to cut out, you um, um, uh, artificial colorings, flavorings, things like that and and even just that little bit can have a profound effect. and then if you do those pieces and then you start adding in you know a little bit more vegetables and a little bit more water, it has a tremendous impact on your body in general. and I feel like it there's this there's this downward spiral, right? Like if you like the medications give you this downward spiral. Uh-huh. You just take one medication to treat this and then you have the side effects. And then, then exactly. people get more medications for the side effects. And then, you know, within a year or two, you have, you know, ten medications that you're prescribed.
0: Right where they want you. You know, that's exactly that's exactly their plan.
1: But you can do that in a positive up. Uh, swing as well. Right. So you can just start eliminating a little bit by little bit and start climbing that, you know, mountain of health. Um, and those are just simple ways that I personally like to start for most people.
0: I agree. I agree with all of those, you know, I like to, um, you know, put labels on it. For example, that's just the standard American is just like the consumer, right. The next level is what I call the, um, uh, like the people that read the labels, right. Yeah taking that next step. They're not quite healthy. Like they know what to do. They know, uh, you know, what's healthy and what's not healthy, but they're still eating processed food and sugar. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the seeker phase, you know, it's like you're getting into it, but you're not really committed. You haven't had the energy, uh, le- levels that you want yet. You're still searching for that thing. Um, so that's kind of the general transition. That's what I call the conscious consumer. It's like that one Mm -hmm. level next step. And I think that's kind of where a lot of people are at, especially right here at the infinite cup, the following that I have, I think a lot of people, um, have hopped on board to the conscious consumer and they're, you know, very much reading labels. They're aware about what I call the trigger foods, you know, the things that are creating inflammation, uh, the weeds, a lot of things, especially alcohol, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. Um, so how do we, I'm curious for people that are, you know, living in fear, right? That's kind of the basic way that I would say it, right? Because at the end of the day, that's where the Western medical says, that's where they want you, right? In a place of fear, because then your freedom gets taken away. And that's what allows you to take this, you know, toxic medicine or toxic thing, the situation that you're now in, rather than empowering yourself and living that life and knowing what you need to do in order to live your best life based on whatever medicine that is natural, you know? Right. Um, That's kind of the, the flip side of the coin that I see. So I'm just curious, um, for a lot of those people that are living in fear right now, what, what would you tell them? Like, how 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 can we give them some love, you know, to, yeah. to come, on, come on board to this side of life?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and that's a great question, too. I think one thing to keep in mind, and, and I've noticed this, too, is that a lot of the doctors um, don't know any better, right? So, so like, true like so that's something that like they they go in this medicine because they want to help people and they get stuck to that same place too and i've talked to so many different doctors that have been doing this particular thing and then go down the private route and start doing more functional medicine because of that exactly what you're talking about and i think it's important to know that you're right. Like our society is set up that the doctor is on some level God, and so yeah. you have to do what they say. And if you don't do what they say, then like you're <laughs> you're going to either die or something bad's going to happen. And it's just this it's just this really imbalanced amount of power. And so exactly. that can be really challenging, and especially in certain types of fields. Whether you know, I I find this a lot of the times with moms. You know, when yes. you're pregnant, and like this is the thing that breaks my heart. is like the pressure to do all these, these, you know, extra amount of ultrasounds and extra amount of all these pieces, and like making sure you have a hospital birth, and then like, making sure you get an epidural and going down that line. Um, And so the biggest thing is, is to recognize your own power. And that can be, I mean, that's probably what most of your audience is doing right here, right? It's like learning how to do that.
0: Yep. So it's all about we are all on that transition together. Um, Yeah, that's kind of how I look at this. And the system itself as a whole um, you know, has failed us. That's kind of how I look at it. Right. Um, if exactly what you're talking about. And they, these alternatives such as acupuncture, Chinese medicine is, is, is available to us now. And it wasn't mm-hmm. before. So it's yeah. just a matter of your own belief system. And everybody has to go down that road themselves of what they believe is right and wrong. And for me, yes, it, you know, it failed me and my problems. I had stomach issues and I was diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome. And blah 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 went through all of that and got right. to the point where i was just not happy and suffering every day and i had to take my own life back through my own choice and it took many years to rebuild my gut and get back to the place where i am now just having a normal life and i think yeah. a lot of people i would say i would even say the majority of people are probably still living in that place where i was in that uh, irritable bowel syndrome uncomfortable uh, nausea bloating gas fatigue uh adrenal fatigue, you name it. And I think that's like the common norm because of our Western, you know, mentality. And yeah. then you throw the coronavirus, this, you know, pandemic, on top of everybody. And then there you go. It creates even more fear and more, you know, chaos. And then the freedom gets taken away right back into that cycle that we just talked about. And right. at the same time, the doctor and the misdiagnosis is the number one death right there. You know, yeah. so it's, it's like, that's the weird, uh, you know, world that we live in. And yes, everyday people are waking up to this truth and I just want to steer people to something that's more natural and sustainable. That's really what it comes down to at the end of the day, because to me, uh, nature provides everything we need. And, you know, for example, Chinese medicine or other forms of medicine that have been around way longer (laughs) than our, uh, you know, Western system, there's already a place for that. And uh, our version of it is very much not pure. That's what it comes down to, and it really bugs me. And I just want to see people thrive, and I know you do too. So that's what this is all about.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think I think that's so. You know, it's so true. And you know, that piece of power, it, it's the same thing, right? It's that like people are ready when they're ready. Yeah. And so, you know, I feel like for a lot of people, and I know for myself, I've I've gone through the same thing where you know you keep you keep falling into the pit until you finally decide, Hey, I don't want to do it anymore. And that's the moment. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and that's the moment. And I think probably that's where a lot of people here are is that they don't want to fall in the pit anymore. And so once you do that, that's when, that is the most exciting part because that's when you start being able to start looking at other things and recognizing, yes, there's other alternatives and there's not just all the alternatives with medicine, but there's other alternatives of being able to live your life in like any other different way you want to, and that's like when everything starts to open up, um, and it's so exciting. And I think, you know, to be able to feel that 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 power, I I think it's it's one of those things again. Community is really important. So- um, I think, um, finding, finding your, you know, the people that are also wanting and looking and seeking is really important when you're in that process, because if it's just you versus, you know, and not to say versus, but you within a whole bunch of other people that are, that haven't made that choice yet, it's really hard. And so I think the biggest thing to find empowerment is to not necessarily to like find a bubble, but to find other people that are asking questions too, um, because that will, that will help to spur your own understanding and imagination and being able to kind of open up your mind to different possibilities.
0: hundred percent. I completely agree with that. And that pit that you're talking about needs to be, you know, embraced. Uh, I was there. uh, I, I just, I've been there multiple times, thousands of times and that moment you're right is when you have that energy and clarity to be like this is enough i am doing something different i'm not gonna continue those bad habits whatever they were in my life and i'm drawing the line right here and it's exciting it's very exciting that's happened to me uh, you know my own life like the personal life that i have in my health and then we're seeing that on the collective you know conscious as well okay. right with people saying i've had enough with uh, just the current system right that's what i yeah. see happening as a whole Whether you look at it from environment or political, doesn't matter at all, kind of comes to full circle here right now in this, you know, great awakening in this 2020 that we're all experiencing because people have had enough, you know, they've had enough of the toxic life and the pharmaceuticals. And right now, thank God, there is options for people. I know myself, um, I've done plenty of acupuncture. I loved it. I've benefited tremendously from it. I would say just get really comfortable with the person, you know, that you are, you know, sharing that space with because that's really important and it's a really intimate, you know, relationship because Mm -hmm. that's really, um, you know, the opposite of our Western medical system, right? Uh, last time I was in there for a back injury, oh man, years ago, I just want to say, you know, the current doctor visit and everything, it's just awkward, right? Like the whole system itself is awkward and you don't feel uh, like a human being. You know, when I was in there, I felt like I was just a robot, just this name on the list, check the box, get their insurance money or whatever it is. And then I'm off to the next one. So that, um, it's not the person I don't blame them at all. I love everybody. I'm just saying the system itself is broken, right? And exactly. we all we all need to do something about it.
1: So, yeah, exactly. And I I I definitely I definitely feel that I think that's what I see a lot with patients is that they're just most of them just want somebody to listen to them, even if it's for just a couple minutes and and not tell them that what they're feeling is wrong or not not correct because they don't have the, um, you know, the labs to support what they're feeling inside. And that's yeah. the frustrating thing is that, you know, um, we have these very specific labs that are based on one particular type of individual and they've yeah. decided that this is standard for everybody. and. Yeah you know, that's not, nobody's standard. Like we're all different. And each of us have their very unique personality. And like, that's one of the things and, and, and bodies. And that's one of the things I love about Chinese medicine is you can have, you know, five people come in all with the same Western diagnosis of like, you know, migraines and each and every single person is going to be treated differently because they have a different diagnosis from a Chinese medicine perspective because they're different people, you know? So
0: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, And I just want to go into just like the holistic approach, right? I Mm -hmm. think that's the major difference uh, between the Western medical system uh, and drugs and chemicals versus what's real and based out of nature that is actually healing people. And this is kind of the big, you know, transition that everybody is going through. And um, just the general generalization of, you know, Chinese medicine and herbs and bringing back that power, right, versus the chemical system, which is creating. Uh, you know, a trap and a dependency, which is the exact opposite of empowerment. So how can um, just describe for people, you know, the the difference? How how can they go from that, you know, treating one thing and cutting it off, cut off my arm because my arm hurts mentality into this whole holistic system of health?
1: Yeah, so it's definitely a paradigm shift, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. They're two completely yeah. opposite spectrums. And it's funny, because Chinese medicine is this built on this copped concept of yin and yang, right? So you probably have heard of the concept of yin and yang. And the idea is that one you can't have one without the other, really. And so one always transforms into the other and and um and the cool thing about Chinese medicine and ayurvedic and, and all these other types of medicines is they're built on observation of nature. Right? So that's what's so cool about it. Like from a Chinese medicine perspective, we have what's called the five elements. And these elements are broken down into Wood, fi- wood, fire, um, earth, metal, and water. And so they're also associated with the seasons, they're associated with the different internal organs. And so much of our medicine is based upon how they interact with one another. And that those interactions were based upon observations from thousands of years ago. So like this the Chinese medicine scholars would sit there and they'd watch the sun come up and the sun go down. And they'd watch how the water moves, you know, in a river. And they'd watch how, um, you know, the way that that an animal when they're stressed out shakes off all the stress. And that's how when, you know, sort of how Qigong got established and mm-hmm. and just watching nature and how it moves and recognizing we're part of nature, right? Like, I think that's exactly. the thing is that with that paradigm, it's like, oh, we're we're not part of nature. You know, we live on, you know, in, in a concrete world and, you know, we don't, we're just so detached from it. But the truth is, is that, no, of course we're part of this world. We live in this world. Like, we breathe the air, we breathe the same air, we drink water just like the animals do. Like, We, you know, the earth is still here, even if it's under concrete and recognizing that piece, I think is just really the essence of, of Chinese medicine, really any type of holistic practice is, is that it's an observation of nature and how nature Um, works and recognizing that there's ebbs and flows with everything you know it's not just like oh it's always going to be this way no you know the nature shows and teaches us that there are times when we are going to have an abundance and there are times when you know the leaves fall and we start to get you know want to hibernate and take care of ourselves and meditate more and you know eat warm foods and then we come back out and we want to run around you know barefoot you know and and being able to be okay with that Aspect of our our own internal nature because we all have that and so that's part of that's part of holistic medicine and and my understanding is that just getting in tune with that and being okay with that because we're not really you know that's sort of like the nature of a child right is, is oh, yeah. being in tune with that and and we learn not how like we unlearn that sadly or sadly we yeah up, you know yeah so. I
0: blame our environment yes it's a hundred percent true our environment does not support that you know it doesn't support that. Um, belonging to nature you know the the very you know concrete and the babylon that we're talking about you know is that's its job you know the man you know the government whatever you want to say you know did that on purpose to you know strip away nature and unfortunately we have to put in effort you know to go seek nature and to go be in a place that is actually going to provide some sort of you know health to us whereas yeah. you know a few hundred years ago or even 50 years ago this is uh, everybody's natural state so for me I, I very much look at it like that and it's if you control your environment right we all have power over where we can put ourselves and if you put yourself in the right environment to thrive rather than taking all these pills and all these procedures and all this stuff this mm-hmm. even the biohacking thing that really bugs me a lot because you know I see that a lot and then you know people talking about health and right. that term and what it is is it's people just getting all these toys and all these things to live in this very foreign environment right you right. wouldn't need all of those biohacking uh, you know, pills or devices or therapies. If you just had a very natural environment to live in, uh, even even earthing itself. I mean, I have I have some myself. But you know, um, something as simple as taking off your shoes, right, and going outside oh, and grounding. Yeah. I mean everybody can do that and get tremendous benefits and we can talk about it all day about negative ions and get all scientific about it Mm -hmm. and then there's a you know earthing mats and and shoes and all all kinds of stuff out there that you know can create that same effect for you or you can do it for free and just take your shoes off and walk outside Right. right? right so that's what kind of bugs me is you know this stuff that is creating happiness and creating that natural harmony with nature is available to all of us if we strip away just the modern conveniences that we all got to adapt to. Right. So that's kind of uh, one thing I just yeah want to stress because people, you know, you don't need this fancy, you know, mm-hmm. expensive uh, machine or you don't need this, you know, ionizer for your water to spend $5,000 mm-hmm. to make alkaline water. You don't need this big pill, you know, budget for pills and chemicals and stuff like it's very very easy and simple like people look at me and like i'm so crazy guy for i'm doing all this stuff and whatnot but actually it's quite the opposite i've just taken the time to you know deprogram or unschool all of that you know stuff that happened through the public school system and just me being brought up in America and I've chosen a different path that's all I mean it's very effortless from where I'm standing right <laughs> um, so yeah anyways I just want a lot of people to know that it's it's simple and it yeah. doesn't have to be complicated there are things that are readily available uh just right in your backyard you know it's not something mm-hmm. that has to be overcomplicated. and this is very easy when you just make that switch from the chemical side of life to the, to the natural side of life yeah um, So for that yin and yang and just Chinese medicine in general, how can people give just people a few tips to kind of bring more balance and harmony, like we mentioned with the earthing and grounding, Mm -hmm. just a few tips to kind of help people bring more of that yin and yang effect into their life and bring that homeostasis back.
1: So um, the big thing is sleep. Uh, This is one that I find for a lot of people is sleep. And so um, a simple way to do that, You know, and again, it's, it's getting over our own addictions to technology, which is really, really hard. And obviously, you know, we're sitting here with technology and there's so many beautiful (laughs) things about it, right? Because we wouldn't be able to have this conversation without that. You know, we're on different sides of the coast, but there's also balance, right? Like, that's the thing is that Chinese medicine always talks about this concept of balance. Like we're not strict in like, no, nothing of this or nothing of that. It's like, no, you can eat ice cream. You just balance it out by like making sure you drink some tea afterwards or, exactly. you know, like having, finding that balance and that rhythm and allowing yourself those pieces, I think is, is really helpful. So that being said, like the biggest thing that I find for people is sleep. Like if you can start getting your sleep together, everything else is falls into place. Um, and I know, like, if you're listening to this and you have insomnia, you're you're probably cursing at me right now. So I understand. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to give you a couple of tips um, of things that I've told my patients. Um, the biggest thing is that in the morning, if you can start waking up early in the morning, sometimes it's really hard to fall asleep at a particular time but if you can start waking up at a particular time in the morning that's really effective and the thing that really really can help is very simple so you wake up in the morning and the first thing that you do is you go outside for about 15 minutes you've got some sunshine um and the idea is that what you're doing is you're basically resetting your own internal clock um, because we live in an artificial environment, right? Like we have lights and we have this, you know, blue screen with us, you know, especially if you're on TikTok <laughs> and like <we're> constantly <laughs> seeing all this stuff, right? Um, yeah. But if you can break that cycle just a little bit by getting up the first thing in the morning, like in the morning morning, right? Like 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning, getting outside and sitting in the sun for about 15 minutes, and doing that every day, that will start shifting your biorhythm. And then what you want to do after that is then making sure that you um, turn off your cell phone at least an hour before bed. Um, that is a huge piece. You know, most people fall asleep these days to TV and, and to our phones because we are addicted to that light. And... If you can break that piece, it's going to be a huge, tremendous difference in your sleep. You know, you think it's not going to be, but it is um, remarkable what a big difference it can make. Um, So those are the two big things is that if you can just cut out for at least an hour before, I mean, ideally two, but like, let's be honest. So an hour um, and then, you know, and then getting up and going outside in the morning, um, feeling that sunshine on your skin it will make a big reset. And within a couple of weeks, if you're consistent, your biorhythm will shift.
0: Uh, so. I agree. That's exactly what I do every day. Uh, the mm-hmm. bonus is if you can do it with your shoes off while you're grounding in those 15 yep. minutes, that is perfect. Mm-hmm. That's exactly yeah. what I do. Uh, usually mm-hmm. with my juice or, in my little routine before i start doing energization or start getting into yoga or whatever movement practice that you have um, that is exactly spot on and that is what is going to get your circadian rhythm back online and get you in sync with nature Mm -hmm. right that's what we already talked about the biggest thing it doesn't you know we can't get into specific problems but every problem is rooted in you being not in tune with nature, so the yep. more we can get in tune with that biorhythm, I completely agree with you. That is going to bring the balance back into our, you know, our physical body, and then it's going to rub off on the emotional and spiritual states as well. Because when you don't have that stress and you have proper sleep, I mean, I, I hit home with that one because I'm a new, you know, dad, and being
1: <laughs> up all night with the
0: baby, it's like I appreciate sleep on a whole nother level that I yeah. never thought I would. I, totally took my 20s like all of my 20s for granted you know it's like it, the sleep you just sleep and you don't even really think about it but now it's like i cherish that, that those precious moments of sleep and even one one hour difference for me i feel like a different person so mm-hmm. we all uh, we all need to hear that even though i don't think a lot of people are getting the amount of sleep that they need and mm-hmm. then i would just throw on top of that conversation meditation because yes. That will really improve your you know, oxygen levels and getting you to a place where, again, that natural rhythm and getting you back in tune with nature because you're becoming more in tune with your breath, more in tune with just that rhythm of your own body, because really that's the transition that we're talking about, going from you know, dependency on chemicals and drugs into real medicine and real just empowering yourself and knowing what you need on a day to day basis in order to feel your best self.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And like, I love meditation and I I don't do it enough personally. And like, that's the thing that I notice is that when I do meditation on a regular yeah. basis, everything is better. Yeah. It's amazing. Even if it's just ten, like 10 minutes a day, it doesn't have, you know, because I yeah. think that's the thing is that people get intimidated by this concept of meditation. You know that it's like oh it's this big thing like I have to make sure I have the yeah. space and I have to have like everything perfect around me and I have to you know I I, I I'm not a like a yogi like I don't have you know all those pieces and it's like no you know all you need to do is just find a quiet space like and either sit or stand and um, just focus on your breath for five minutes like that's it you know it's it I think it's overwhelming because it's so simple which is which is a funny yeah. irony but. Um, that's, that's, I have this conversation a lot.
0: I get that every every day too. When I post on, on social media about meditation, it's just that general word that people get Mm -hmm. triggered by and they they automatically get confronted by their thoughts and they're like, oh no, oh my gosh, It just, you know, it becomes overwhelming. (laughs) So, and that's again, because of our current life, you know, and our stress and the environment that is not really dictating how to create that spiritual growth you know the environment really dictates our physical body and who we should be or shouldn't be and the the identity and the personality that we've developed and not so much catering Mm -hmm. to the real soul and our real purpose you know on planet earth so that's really uh, the problem here and again if we can just get back in tune with nature all these rhythms will come back online and your body will very much appreciate you know that few minutes of meditation and just staring into the sun in the morning and your evening, just getting into that rhythm will really help all aspects of your life.
1: Exactly. And it's, you know, and I Uh, think I can't stress enough, sorry about just how simple it is, but like what a profound effect it has.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yep. I wanted to ask you about vaccines. Can we go there? Is that okay?
1: Yes, we can definitely go there. Um, yeah, yeah. that's, that's, I want to ask you first. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know it's a, it's just a big one right now. I mean, I'm I'm obviously on the no vaccine side. My son, uh, we had a completely you know natural birth. We mm-hmm. I'm not going to go into. I could have a whole other podcast with you about um, natural birth because that's something I'm passionate exactly. about as well. And yeah. I learned so much about the just the system when it comes to the birth process and what they do. So it takes a lot of effort to you know turn down those extra. Um, tests and extra things that are happening mm-hmm. with the current, you know, American version of birthing. So that's a, another date. But I just think vaccines right now are a big topic. And right now, what I see happening is just this general um, separation, unfortunately, of you know, pro-vax versus vaccinated. And I don't think it has to come down to that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't be like an us versus them you know, sort of thing. It just comes back again to empowerment and understanding what, you know, really works. And obviously our current system of health is not working. Hello. (laughs) So we need to talk about something uh, uh, different that actually does work. So I'll I'll let you take it over there.
1: Okay. Yeah. So this is, this is like a very hot topic. Um, And one that, you know, in all honesty, I don't actually talk about very much in my practice. Um, When I was in California, I had more of a pediatric practice. Here, not so much. Um, And so, you know, I'm in a very conservative area, but it's interesting because I'm in a very conservative area and I am also in the Bible Belt. And so I am able to get a religious exemption extremely easily compared to California, which is non-existent at this point. Right. So that that there are some really amazing, beautiful things about that. Um, you know, my, I've done a lot of research. Um, my son just turned five. And so, you know, I, I've been doing research. It's funny right around the time when he was born is when, um, vaccine, like the whole thing happened in California with Disneyland yeah. and, um, yeah, and, the so, big shift. Yep. and that was a really big shift, you know, um, because yeah. I, me growing up, I grew up in Northern California, like my parents were hippies, like we were just very much off the grid and, you know, I, I'm not fully vaccinated. I mean, honestly, and, and I think the biggest thing with all of this stuff is to, that when people talk about like vaccine versus anti-vaccines versus like, you know, whatever terminology you want to think about, the big thing to, to really talk about is that like, it's not the same. All adults, all adults, unless you're in the military are un like under vaccinated like because the level of vaccines that we were required to have as a child versus what's required now is a significantly difference. And I think that's the biggest piece to talk Way about. Different. And the question yeah. is like, you know, I yeah. can't remember I was born in 1981. And so the level of vaccines that were required as a kid, I want to say were like, maybe like 18. Uh, don't quote me on this. I can't remember the exact facts versus now, yeah. you know, when I was looking into this before, it was like 64. Like, So think about that. That's exactly what almost four times the amount or, you know, three and a half times the amount of vaccines from when I was a kid versus to my son now. And, and so that's the piece that
0: ingredients too have changed
1: and the ingredients have changed and some of it for the better and some of it for the worse. And, you know, and I think the other big thing is, is that when we talk about this, it's like, it's, it's not the individual vaccines that are the issue. It is it is the level of compounding. And it's the same concept that we're talking about with the medicine, right? Is that like you have one medicine and you know what the what's going to happen because you've done studies on it. But when you add another one in, things get complicated. And then you add another one in and things get more complicated. And you add another one in, things get really complicated. <laughs> yeah. And you can't tell what is, what symptom is from what. And so like, of course, that's how I view vaccines, right? It's like you're you're asking to have a, com- you know, you can have in any particular visit, you know, five or six vaccines. Like, how, how is your immune system supposed to handle that? And that's the piece that bothers me is that, like, there's not studies on mm-hmm. that piece. You know, they, they will study the individual vaccine to a certain degree, but they don't study, like, the the compounding factors. And that's what makes me personally, like, hesitant. I do think that there's a lot of value with vaccines. Um, I think, you know, but I also think that there is, and fortunately, it's not a conversation that you can really have these days without it becoming a polarized, like, oh, as soon as, you know, you open your mouth now, everything that you say is completely discredited because you said this one piece. And like, that's what's so um, crazy about it is that yeah. like you know I, I'm not allowed to have a slightly different opinion um, because I I do look at the research and I see that the research doesn't have you know a like my my medicine constantly is getting um, like oh well it must be placebo because you don't have a double-blind study and it's like well acupuncture can't doesn't really work with double-blind studies. Yeah. And we have a ton of like research on it that shows the efficacy <sighs> of it and like that it's effective and that it's considered evidence-based medicine. And yet when I use that same logic to look at vaccines, I'm considered like a lunatic. So that that's, that's sort of my, my two cents on it is that piece.
0: <laughs> I agree. The, the research is, is um, sporadic and it's mm-hmm. not uh antiquated to the real truth that's happening. I, uh, without getting into the exact research studies or ingredients or anything like that, I just Mm -hmm. lump it into just the current, uh, you know, American system as far as what they think is working, right? And it's, Mm -hmm. it's something that a lot of people put their belief system behind. And, you know, they're like, Oh, I'm not gonna you know go outside a vaccine or till it's safe until it's this until it's that and like i said it creates a lot of that fear and a lot of that dependency which is the exact opposite of what we're talking about which is you know love and self-empowerment so at the end of the day i don't um i don't think it's okay to be monopolized on something like that and to have that really available and yes the things i can remember my mom even you know she got the vaccine her like she has like a scar from the shot she got when she was young right compared mm-hmm. to the stuff that is required now especially in california for, uh, you know, the public school system in general, things are changing so fast. And the problem that I have, um, personally, is just when it becomes mandatory. That's all, like, I'm all for, you know, you can experiment, you can, people can have drugs and chemicals, all that is fine. People are taking Adderall, people are taking all kinds of stuff all the time. I have no problem with that until it becomes, you know, enforced and mandatory. And that's why we're living in really interesting times right now where you know, there are certain things that are, you know, going underneath the radar, and it's becoming mandatory, and people don't realize what's happening. And before you know, it's too late. And now we're in this world where people are just not happy because of the current situation. So that's what I see happening. And people, you know, that simply don't want the vaccine have to go through a lot of effort, you know, just like the environment that we talked about earlier, it's like now we have to put in all this effort just to have a happy, healthy life, when really, that was like the status quo, the norm, you know, not too long ago. So that's what bothers me. And I think people, you know, deserve the choice to, you know, have that enter their body, have those chemicals enter their body or not.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. That's, that's definitely where my, my stance is on that as well. Is that like, I, I believe I'm, I'm pro-choice with everything. And, and so I feel like when I use that term, I I also like consider that pro-choice and like medical like decisions should also be considered pro-choice. So So I agree,
0: And that's it's happening. You know, the exciting part is it's happening. I feel like people are shifting, you know, into mm-hmm. that uh, consciousness. It's very much happening. And that's what you know, this podcast is all about. That's what everything that I do is all about, because I do see that shift happening. Uh, you know, both of us have made that shift. And I know a lot of people are on that same bandwagon, too. And all they need is that little bit of information, that little bit of clarity and that experience in order to, you know, push them over the edge. And before you know it, I I really do see a world where we're less dependent on pharmaceuticals and just chemicals all around. And we're getting away from the drugs and the dependencies. And we're going into more of a natural uh, life that is based within that yin and yang and the energy and the union with nature.
1: Yes. Oh, I love that. Love that. Yes. I agree. I, I, I have a lot of hope for everything that's happening right now too. Yeah. So good
0: well awesome don can you uh, just give everybody listening just one last little uh tidbit of advice before we wrap it up
1: sure just just anything right (laughs) um so i guess i guess the biggest thing that i i try to tell people i have a lot of um yeah just
0: anything yes everything that you've learned yeah just just one
1: any any piece okay So, this is the thing that I feel like I finally have learned as as an adult, right? Um, Is that anybody who is going to put you down or make you feel bad has not figured out their shit yet. Excuse me. I don't know if it's okay for me to swear, but this is this I feel like this is important. (laughs) Um, But for anybody who. It's okay.
0: Yeah. Beautifully put. (laughs) You know, I agree.
1: And I feel like that's the thing is that, you know, so much, especially because we are in this information technology world, you know, people, people get bullied all the time on, on the Internet and, and are constantly being put down. And the thing to remember is that, like, those people, the only reason why they're doing it, nobody who has their stuff together is going to put you down. Like nobody who actually has their stuff together, who's actually working on themselves is going to put another person down because because they recognize that like it takes a lot of effort to do what you're doing to make changes, to look and reevaluate things. And so when you have people that are putting you down based yes. upon your beliefs and your viewpoints, it's because they haven't done the work yet themselves. And so, um, you know, that's something that took me forever to figure out. And I feel like I'm still reminding yes. myself of that daily, especially being more in the public eye. Um, yes. But I think it's really important. And if you can learn that, especially me like as a kid... Oh my goodness, you're gonna you're gonna go to amazing places. So that that's my last little bit of tidbit that I I, I hope everybody figures out because it's huge. It's such a thank big thank you.
0: Piece. Yes. Stop. It's huge. Yes. I I, I resonate with that <laughs> tremendously. I especially on TikTok, right? I know you're on <laughs> TikTok now. I know we're both, you know, dove into th- <laughs> that world and i'm learning so much about the current you know consciousness and i get caught up in it all the time especially when it comes to health and stuff i see people commenting on certain things i'm like wow okay i have to really stand back and like control myself (laughs) because it's uh i could easily get into those boxing matches and i choose not to for many reasons and it's because i'm simply confident where i'm at like I have no I got I got nothing to defend (laughs) I got nothing to prove (laughs) so it's all good I'm just here to share and that's it so that is a very big uh, piece that people need to understand and I can I cannot um, stress that enough as well because when you are comfortable in your own path and you know what works and there's nothing that's really gonna bring you away from that and that's what it takes for people and for those people that are listening and watching, you know, it just takes time for you to really Mm -hmm. get past all of those things that are triggering you. And those are actually tools to help you. And you just have to analyze why you're being triggered and ask yourself, where do you really want to spend your energy? You know, at the end of the day, it has to be you know productive and something that moving forward and we spend way too much time as a society you know talking about other people and getting into problems and stuff is just completely unnecessary yes <laughs> yes
1: yeah. takes up way too much of our energy way too much
0: well awesome dot let's uh just give people a shout out um to your TikTok, and mm-hmm. where can people find you online and your practice and
1: yeah, Your so,
0: amazing teachings about Chinese medicine and acupuncture. Um, where can they find you?
1: Um, so I'm uh, my website is www. I don't know why I put the w. Um, my website is Carolina Family Um, and I am practicing in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And gosh, that ages me right there when I put the W in front of it. <laughs> ah, that's funny. Um, and then you can also find me on TikTok at CarolinaFamilyAccu. Okay, awesome. And... To uh, people, to- Oh, go ahead.
0: To your TikTok uh, URL.
1: Yes. So it is um, at CarolinaFamilyAccu. And so that's my TikTok. Um, I think you can also find me if you put the hashtag in um, Dr. Doc or the AccuDoc. I also have a web uh, YouTube too. Just uh, give people. Oh, I think I lost you for a sec.
0: Oh, go ahead. It's just just a little lag.
1: Oh, Uh, it's just a little lag, okay. Um, yeah, and then I just started a YouTube channel, um, which is, uh, Dr. Dawn AcuDoc on YouTube. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like, I feel like I'm losing you now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can't hear anything anymore. I don't know what happened. But thank you. Thank you for for letting me be here. Um, I'm so, so grateful for you and um, uh, allowing me to, to speak to your audience. I feel really blessed. So thank you.
0: No, that's it.
1: Okay.
0: (laughs) Yep. No. It was just a little laggy there. It's catching up, but it's all good. People got it.
1: Good. Okay, good. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. I, I feel really honored to be here. So thank you. I appreciate this.
0: Perfect, perfect. I I will put all of that in the description uh, below, too, so people can just click and get access to you very easily. And yeah, I just want to.
1: Okay.